180 shots fired, officer needs help. 180 shots fired, officer needs help. Holiday 36 in Cedar. Shots fired, officer needs help. 36 in Cedar. 36 in Cedar, officer needs help. Shots fired. Go to channel one. Officers, body-worn cameras, uh, I'm being told by investigators, were activated. And I want the community to know that I plan to release the body-worn camera footage. I want the community to be able to, uh, to see um, what occurred. For those who are out there, um, we respect you practicing your First Amendment rights. Hey, party crashers. This is Jerry Jones, host of The Uninvited. Um, thank you for being here. However you found this, however you decided to find this, I'm so very glad you did. Um, please rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss another one of these fine episodes. And should you decide to give us a rating, please consider giving us five stars because, you know, five stars feels a whole lot like love. Four stars feels like the friend zone. You know, this is not the show that I thought I would be doing to cap... 2020 this is the the clearly <laughs> clearly the last show of of 2020 last show of the season of uninvited uh i just decided you know i you know when i started the show i knew this was season one but then i realized i didn't really cap the season and so i'm like you know 12 31 i guess we'll just be that'll be it that'll be the end end of the season um, just so you know, the sound that you heard was not sound from March. Um, oh, excuse me, not March, excuse me, May of May 26th. This is not sound of, of police dispatch from, uh, the killing of George Floyd. Uh, the voice you heard was not, um, the police chief of uh, the city of Minneapolis's police department from May. No, this is from, uh, this is audio from last night, December 30th. Um, and a black man in Minneapolis. And I'll, I'll be the first to tell you that I don't yet know all the particulars. Don't know his name. Don't know if he was armed or not. Uh, I do know, that at a traffic stop, he was killed. Um, and and it, it involved um, the discharge of a firearm from the Minneapolis Police Department. And the incident happened, I believe, about four miles away from where George Floyd uh, was murdered by uh, the Minneapolis Police Department. Um and this is not where I hope to end up. In fact, um, I was going to kind of fudge a little bit. So yesterday was so yesterday uh, was both um, the birthday of two sports legends, living legends, active legends, and I was going to spend some time talking about you know sports and like leadership and what does that mean for. One of their examples of of preparation, uh, of of execution, you know, in their respective sports, um, 
and just their their transcendence of their actual sport to become icons. And what that what does that mean for us being great? You know, talking about Tiger Woods and and LeBron James, they share a birthday on December thirtieth. Uh, LeBron James turned thirty six yesterday, and Tiger Woods is forty five. It's hard to imagine Tiger Woods being forty five years old, and it's certainly hard for me to to fathom LeBron being 36. Um, I was also going to talk a little bit about um, Don Wells. Don Wells, um, may she rest in peace, um, passed away uh, due to complications uh, to COVID-19. Don Wells, you may know her as Mary Ann from Gilligan's Island. I think think Don Wells um, was my I just knew her as Mary Ann was my first celebrity crush for sure. And, you know, for a lot of men, and I would imagine for some women, um, that that the old argument is Ginger or Mary Ann. And I'm like, clearly, clearly Mary Ann, but rest in peace. Um, Don Wells. Um, Speaking of COVID, we're 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 sitting at about 2.7, 2.8 vaccinations. We might be at 3.0 million at the time this episode is being recorded. It's being recorded on, you know, New Year's Eve. Um, and we are about 10% of where we thought we would be at this point. Um, and it's just really saddening to see just the breakdown of communication between different government entities, um, especially kind of at the state, state to county, county to city, city, county to public health, to large health systems. Um, People aren't getting vaccinated at the rates that they need to get vaccinated. And I don't know if you've read that there's all sorts of conversations about who should get it first. I will tell you this. The first couple of days on Instagram and Twitter, I thought it was really cool to see friends and colleagues, you know, of them, you know, getting their shot and they've got their little sign. I got my shot, you know, and I'm thinking great for them. I mean, genuinely feeling that. Genuinely feeling excited and happy. But now, here we are on December 31st, and I have to say, I'm a little salty about it because the rate of vaccinations are so slow. It said that in order for us to get to the 80% uh, of the country vaccinated at the rate we're going, it'll take 10 years. So yeah, I'm not as excited anymore to see my friends getting it. It's like when you're, you know, it's great when you see your friends get like the new PS5 or, you know, Jordans. And you're like, you know, I'll get one. I'll get I'll get a pair of Jordans soon, someday. Um, but then, you know, two or three, four Christmases come around. You still don't have the new Jordans. You still don't have the new PS5. You start you, you might start getting a little salty about it. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. But seriously. Um, excited for my friends getting the vaccine. Um, 
I will say it is not out of hand to contact all of your elected officials at the local and state level and voice your concern, voice your displeasure about the rate of vaccinations because the more phone calls they get from you, the more they will start cracking the whip. Sessions at the state level start in January, probably a good time um, to start pushing pushing on them. But no, this is not the show that, I, that I'd hoped to do today. Um, but at the same time, it just feels appropriate that that for the year that we've had in 2020, that it would come down to this, which is, um, and I said last night, for all I know, I mean, the protests were going well into last night into this morning. But for another black person, another black man to, to die. Um, and, and not, I mean, and it's, it seems, it, it seems that there's clearly a chronic issue with policing in Minneapolis and the policing of, of, of black people, uh, people of color. Um, and it just seems to be happening there quite a bit, but there's clearly a problem um, and I, I just don't know. I mean, so I, I guess I, I don't have a, I honestly, I don't have a whole lot to say about, you know, and it, I don't know enough. We don't know enough about what happened. I do believe, here's what I do believe. I believe that as frustrating as it is to see another person killed by the police with the kind of year that we've had, and I know it seems crazy, and I know it defies all logic, it defies all of the evidence that is put before us, I do think we might have to start giving folks and systems the benefit of the doubt in those first few hours because tensions are high, um, my tensions are certainly high. My level of stress and anxiety based on, you know, the, the incoming news of, of this, of this, uh, this incident in Minneapolis. Um, it certainly has me heightened. And, you know, I don't want to go into 2021 the way that we have been through 2020. And so I think what, I, what I'm hoping for is that we are diligent, that we are, you know, unwavering in our commitment to justice, because certainly it's not, and it's not just with, you know, the need for a, a reimagined, um, you know, uh, deployment of, of public safety officers, uh, a reimagination of a reallocation of public safety dollars. We certainly must hold, you know, our law enforcement folks accountable, our elected officials accountable, also ourselves as community members uh, accountable. So I'm not saying not to do that. What I am suggesting, though, 
is that we begin to give not only systems the benefit of the doubt. And I'm again, I get it. It's not that they've earned it. Right. Um, the healthcare system absolutely has done almost everything imaginable to ensure that people of color do not trust it. It is as if by design, they want us not to trust the healthcare system. And yet, and yet our ability to end this virus absolutely depends on us suspending our distrust, right? I was going to say suspend our disbelief, but no, our, it, uh, there's no need for that. If there's no need for that. The belief is the belief and the belief is not only, it's not a belief, it's an experience, it's a knowledge. Um, to know, I don't know, I'm, I'm one of those folks and I, I, I might be uh, butchering kind of a Buddhist axiom. But essentially a Buddhist axiom is that knowledge is more powerful than belief. And, oh, I'm totally screwing that up. But but essentially the notion of seeing things like with the right sight and the right understanding supersedes your belief that may not be informed by reality. So reality trumps belief. And the reality is, is that it's not that black folks don't trust the system. It's like we, we have been abused by the system and we need to, we need to be willing to suck that up once again for our own survival. Um, and it's just interesting, isn't it? I, I, I guess that's where the intersection is. I, this is jazz for me. I'm jazzing. Have you all seen Soul? Have you seen the Disney film Soul? If you, if you have Disney Plus, um, I cannot recommend the movie Soul enough. Um, performed marvelously by Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey and a whole host of other voices that are going to drive you crazy because you're going to know those voices, but you don't know how you know those voices. Um, but I'm definitely um, jazzing here. Um, just kind of riffing. But it, it, it does seem that with COVID, with the twin pandemics, the syndemic, have I talked about this before? That the notion of what a syndemic is, a syndemic is when two or more um, pandemics, they're not only occurring simultaneously, but they're occurring within the same um, context together. So it's possible to have a pandemic in one place, like say, say that only say for, you know, imagine that we were only dealing with racism in the United States, but COVID-19 was happening in Canada, but not in the United States. That doesn't count as a syndemic. Those are two different pandemics. Uh, and even though they're occurring simultaneously, they're not occurring within the same, within all the same context. What we're experiencing today is a textbook syndemic. We have COVID-19, 
and we have structural racism that are happening at the same time in the same location at you know in the same in all of the same context and in fact uh in the syndemic one pandemic is influencing the other pandemic and vice versa that's what we have going on today and it is black folks it's latinx folks it's indigenous folks it is essentially um people of color who are really bearing the brunt of the syndemic and um and we are the ones <laughs> who also not only not only are we the ones who are feeling the brunt of the of the syndemic we are also being called on to be the the um i don't know the elixir the 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 savior if you will to to remedy the syndemic at least at least we're being asked publicly um and i shouldn't say we're being asked we are we are in desperate need of you know people of color to embrace the vaccination because if we do not we will not reach herd immunity and we will and and it'll be people of color who will who will have the prolonged suffering from it however we are also the ones when there is a first of all what happens like what happens with minneapolis pd or police departments across the country or what happens between civilians like you hear a lot of notion of, of even black on black crime like all of those things like we are also the ones who are asked to even though it's not a situation that we created we are often asked to be the peacemaker. And it's an interesting dynamic to be asked to be the peacemaker when there is a flare-up. And these flare-ups, these incidences, are all symptoms of the problem. They are not themselves the problem. The Minneapolis Police Department is not the problem. Kansas City Police Department is not the problem. You name your city, your county, I'm, I'm telling you, and this, this might be controversial, I'm telling you, I think we've talked about this before, your police department is not the problem. The, the women and men who make up your police department, they, they are also not the problem. The problem is, is that each and every one of us, there's no person that you've ever known or ever met in your life that was born and raised here that does not live in did not grow up in a caste system that prioritizes people based on their skin color every single one of us there's not an american alive there's not actually there's not an american who has ever lived not one ever that lived in an america that was not rooted in a caste system and that, my friends, is the problem. And in our caste system, those the darker your skin, the lower you are on the caste system. And yet, it is the lowest on, on the totem pole. Excuse me. Ooh, do not use that. My apologies. I'm going to call myself in right now on that. Because I just what I just did 
what I just communicated is, is a microaggression and is a racist idea. Um, the use of indigenous culture to, to make a point is very much a, a microaggression. So my apologies um, on that. But those who are at the bottom of the caste system are almost exclusively the ones who are being held responsible to maintain order. Me meaning, meaning like to be the peacemaker, right? Um, and if we refuse to be the peacemaker, if we agitate, if we push back on the system, then those near the top of the caste system based on skin color will force those at the bottom of that caste system to capitulate. So it's very typical and, and we'll see it. We will absolutely see it where there will be leaders from the black faith community. Not all black people are in church folks, just saying, especially under the age of 50, we're not there, okay? But you'll see it. There will be a black minister, maybe a couple. There will be, uh, in, with the police department, and they'll be calling for calm. And that, I mean, that's the role that we have to play. And so we're asked in this endemic to keep the peace and accept vaccinations uh, from a system that does not want us. So a law, so a criminal justice system that doesn't want us and a healthcare system that doesn't want us. And we have to hold both things together. Um, and that is, you know, it's, it's problematic. Um, but it is what it is. And so when I, when I say that, you know, giving folks the benefit of the doubt, that works both ways. So people of color in this horrible time, it's, that's more horrible for people of color. Um, we have to give the benefit of the doubt to people in systems that do not deserve it. But that's the only way we're going to get rid of the only way we're going to move from syndemic status to pandemic status is swallow swallow the distrust of the health system, get the vaccine. What I'm hoping for and what I'd like to see is the same unity that we saw from black and brown folks and white folks this spring and summer that we go into 2021 and I know that 2021 has sucked. I know we want to go on vacation. Lord knows I want to do my Michelin star tour with what money I haven't figured that part out. <laughs> I want to do the stuff. I want to travel. I want to live life. I want to make up for I'm doing, I'm getting it. I'm telling you right now, I'm getting a do over on my 50th birthday. Okay. To I'm getting a total do over. If you had major milestones happen, in 2020, just know in 2021, you get to do them all over. 
And let's hope we can do them over in 2021 because I do not want to wait until 2022. But damn it, if I have to, I will. If I if if I have to wait until 2022 to celebrate my 50th birthday, I'm not going to be a happy camper, but I'm going to do it. But what I'm hoping for is that we step into 2021 together. We all know what happened during the election and they tried to tear us apart. I feel like the things that are happening with COVID and the prioritization of people over others is going to try to tear us apart. Let's go into 2021 the way we came into the summer, which is coming in. We go and we come into 2021 together, even though we're apart physically. Um, let's stay. Let's stay together and let's come out stronger um, this time next year together. Um, I think I'm done jazzing. Um I just, here, look, 2020 is what it is. You know, we've lost a lot this year. I've lost a couple of people that are close to me that I love dearly. Um, many of you have. Um, many of us have kind of lost our sense of belonging. Some of us maybe have lost a sense of purpose. Um, this has just been rough. And... Um, I'm just going to ask you again to give yourself some grace and reflect on the fact that that by hook or by crook, we are still here and we have we have opportunity now. We have some real opportunity and I, and I hate to be that person. I hate to be the that new year person. But, you know, I think I think we kind of need a little bit of that right now. I think we need a little bit of, we need a little bit of hopium. <laughs> um, and I think it's okay to get high on a little bit of hopium as we go into to the new year. Um, but be good to yourself. Be good to each other. Be safe. Um, if you are out and about, you know, let's keep, let's keep those social interactions small. Let's try to keep them as short as possible. Um, and if you're at home, whether you're with family, whether you're with friends, whether you're alone, um, you know, I don't know. Just be good to yourself. And, and oh, also, check in on your best people. Check in on your best people. Um, had a, um, a wing summit last night with my buddies from college over Facebook Messenger. I didn't know that on Facebook Messenger you can, like, watch movies together and stuff. Um, we watched funny dog videos. He drank beer, ate wings. It was great. But yeah, check in on your best people. All right, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop jazzing now. I love you all. Thank you so much for enduring season one of the Uninvited. I am looking forward and excited uh, to coming back in 2021. And I'm gonna I'm gonna make a pledge to you now. There's gonna be some changes. We're gonna we're gonna start updating this show and doing some things a little different in 2021. Excited to to get into that with you all. But be well, be good to yourself, good to each other, and uh, I will catch y'all on the flip side of the uninvited. Peace.
shouldn't call, but I'm in a situation over here and I need my money. I just gave you 600. Uh, what? I need my stimulus check, yeah. Mm. I need my stimulus check, yeah. Like, mm. I need my stimulus check, yeah. What? I need my, I need my, I need my, I need my, I need my stimulus check, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I need uh. my stimulus check, Honey, 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 honey,